0: Con Radio presented by Wizard World Radio for Geeks.
1: That's like podcast.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Candair, a tribute to comics and pop culture right here on Wizard World's Con Radio. I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. I am Jake Runyon. And joining us today from those shadowpeople.com we have Phil Buck and Tim Santos. Thanks for being with us guys.
3: Hey, thanks for having us.
2: Really excited to talk about this project. Uh, the melding of music and comic books is always a plus in my book. So really anxious to talk to you guys about that. But before we do that, in the Retro Roundtable, we're going to be talking about 90s animation. And this was a suggestion from uh, Phil and Tim and a great suggestion, I might add. Uh, oh, yeah. What nice. better topic? What better topic? It's I think, a gold mine. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's going to be hard to contain that into uh, 25 minutes.
4: It's like the Silver Age of cartoons.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then we're going to jump into the comic dump bin. Uh, Jack, what do you got there? Uh, the tick from the, the latest free comic book day. I have yet to read that. Well, I've got myself an old a comic I found at the convention this past weekend. a You should act more excited when I say that. What the hell's wrong with you guys? <laughs> All the excitement's <laughs> <turtles>, internal. <right>?
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love when a plan comes together. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> And then after that we're going to turn our full attention over to phil and tim and talk more about those shadow people so let's kick the episode off with this week's retro round table yeah. and away we go
1: back, back. i
2: All right. So 90s animation. I'm imagining this encompasses uh, the after school cartoons, mainly like the uh, the Superman, the Batmans, the Spider-Mans, if you will. Is this what you were thinking?
3: The X Men as well. Yeah. I guess that was yes. Saturday, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well,
2: I, I mean, yeah, either or. I'm just that's where my mind is going after school. Fits I watch into the time frame. Yeah, yeah. I think the oh, yeah.
3: Batman
0: animated series is the closest thing I've had to religion all my life. It just started <laughs> out from a young age. Was taught the tenets of
2: Batman. I can uh, I can relate that that show definitely left a stamp on my childhood.
4: Oh, yeah. uh, it was no, such a dark show for being you know that young watching cartoon yeah. still just the do- maybe it would not dark as an evil and scary, but just, like, the tone. They weren't afraid to tackle some fairly good yeah. concepts. Yeah, I remember, for, a, uh, for
2: a, a children's
0: television yeah. show, right. Mask of the Phantasm, did that come out mm. in the, I thought it was late 90s or was yeah. it early 2000s? it was late 90s. Late 90s, I remember yeah. that being, like, a little edgy for me at the time, and thinking, like, should I be watching this? Like, when I was a kid, <laughs> I was always freaking out about what I should and should not watch. I don't know why I felt the need to police myself. Like, that's just too violent.
2: Mom would not approve. I know, right? <laughs> but I watched Batman constantly, and then Mask of the Phantasm And I was like, this is cool, but I don't want
0: anyone to know I'm watching.
2: It's funny how, yeah, at the time, I didn't dare tell anyone at school I rushed home to watch Batman. I mean, <laughs> sacrilege. But now,
4: it, I mean, oh, yeah, I
2: watched that, too. Are you kidding me? That was freaking cool. I was watching it before you were watching it. I
4: don't care. <laughs> what was the title of the the Mr. Freeze movie when they they did? Sub-Zero. I wasn't big did. on that uh, one. I it, that one.
2: It was good, but it wasn't uh, my favorites. I'd say it's my favorites were some of the episodes. Two in particular, um, one being the Grey Ghost episode. You guys remember that one? I'm drawing a blank on Grey Ghost. It was... uh, The Grey Ghost in uh, the animated series universe was Bruce Wayne's... uh, The the television show. Kind of like an old Zorro. He watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah, the character had, like, little goggles. He wore, like, a big, uh, you know, flat-brimmed, like, hat and a cape. And, uh, you know, hit the streets solving crimes. Well... Then Batman, you know, later as he's grown up in his uh, Batman career, starts experiencing seminal, similar similar uh, crimes that were happening in these TV shows. So he gets a hold of this uh, old actor to uh, yeah help him out, help him solve these clues and stuff. And it's Adam West who played uh, the oh, Gray Ghost. Wow. Yeah, it was oh,
3: perfect. Oh, that was awesome. awesome. I really love that uh, Batman Beyond and that whole universe kind of spawned mm-hmm. out of that oh, same man. series. I. I really enjoyed that series just as much. as Well, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but (laughs) I did enjoy it a lot. I mean, the original Batman animated series is so good, it's hard to compare. But, you know, some other good stuff came out of that, that whole Bruce Timm animation universe. Exactly. He knows what he's
2: doing for sure. Um, I, I can't say I was... Big into Batman Beyond the series Not that I didn't like it When it was on I caught it I never religiously followed it Like I did the animated series It was the same way I didn't appreciate it enough In it's time I don't think It's like a here.
0: retrospective uh, thing I'm like wow that was really good
2: The one thing from that uh, The Batman Beyond universe that I love Was the movie uh, Return of the Joker And I think I just oh, love man. it so much Because it touches back on yeah. You know the original Batman it, and it Robin history It made such
0: awesome use of like the history They had
2: established yeah. there And what a great movie that was. Watched it
0: over and over and over. Yeah, there is a Batman Beyond episode that still sticks with me. Uh, I I, I remember very few of the circumstances, but there was this girl, a friend of her father's, who who was like her caretaker after her father passed, went missing at some point. He was at a dig site or a mine or operating some kind of industrial site, and they found him years later, and some kind of radioactive spill had fused him to the wall, he was like just this skeletal. I feel like I remember thing. that. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I think, <laughs> manipulating the earth, or like causing earthquakes or, or I don't know. He was killing people. He was drawing people underground and killing them. And mm. that kind of scared the hell out of me. Right. Just the idea of, of encountering that thing in some dark place. It was human once and now it's just vengeance. That's know? really it's,
2: cool. Yeah, it was really one. Kind of like, like a, uh, they did with Apocalypse and the X-Men. Yeah. The stories, yeah. 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 There's,
4: There's one cool. uh, villain on Batman Beyond that gave me the creeps and just thinking about it right now gives me the creeps her name was I think it was ink
1: oh yeah oh, yeah. So just
4: turned into a puddle and stuff and you could mm-hmm. not yeah. beat her pretty much at all <laughs> yeah. but just, just the way where she stretch isn't. all over place and then turn into a puddle and I bet yeah. you if you hit her with a uh, with a taser it'd mess her up <laughs> I think that's how
2: he always shock her take her out for a common sense there you go what about the uh, Superman Animated series? Do you guys have uh, fond memories I did. of that I one? the hell out of
4: it. Didn't that. get into it very much.
3: I definitely watched it, but I don't remember it quite as fondly as I remember the Batman series. But no. I definitely, I mean, and that kind of all graduated into the Justice League. Yeah, and all yeah. That. As I recall, the art styles were just about the same, right, between mm-hmm. Superman and
4: Justice League. Is it, it still, a little,
2: but yeah, pretty it? much the
4: same. I couldn't stand how Bruce Wayne looked a lot like Clark Kent, a <laughs> lot like Clark Kent. City.
0: Yeah, which <laughs> one do I change? Oh, you know, this has been driving me insane. I can't remember if it's Batman or Superman, but at some point in one of those shows, the two of them met, and it was, it was Superman. He was a robot. He was like a cyborg imposter that thought he was Superman. Oh. And like Batman, I, I, got this image in my head of like his suit being torn open to reveal like gears and wires and stuff. And I can't remember if that mm. happened on Batman or the Superman series.
2: Oh, I remember a story arc in the Batman series where there was this artificial intelligence that was creating these robots that looked just like uh, uh, Harvey Dent, or not Harvey Dent, uh, Bullock, uh, Harvey Bullock, and other cops, and uh, same kind of thing. When he'd be fighting them, it was like like skin was tearing away. That Terminator effect. Oh, it was so cool. Um, Superman was a cool show. I thought uh, a lot brighter than Batman. Obviously, I, that's, yeah. I was, was going to say, well, um, didn't they
0: draw Batman on black paper or something like that? I that I remember know. hearing that somewhere.
2: Probably just because yeah. it would be a lot quicker to put together. But um,
3: I really hope that's true because yeah, I, I,
0: I swear someone told me that once, and like I've been too afraid to fact check,
3: and I'm just like, I can dream, right? You've saved so bench. much money on ink doing it right. on black paper. <laughs> <laughs> I think let's just keep believing. I'm just right, going to yeah. believe it. I don't want to fact check that one. <laughs>
2: I think what the big flaw with Superman was, was it didn't have the same heart that the Batman animated mm. series did. Every episode, for the most part, was pretty systematic with the way it played out. It starts lighthearted, Lois gets in trouble, Superman to the rescue. And it wasn't until I actually uh, bought the seasons, like the actual series on DVD, and you start watching them one after another, you cannot watch them back to back. Because by episode three, you just are like, Man, forget about her already. I mean she's pulling you away from the real work. She's so arrogant. She's like just, help. I'm a Pulitzer surprise women journalist. It's it's kinda like the woman who likes to likes to watch people fight over her or something. I'm yeah. you know, just very egotistical, like, oh he'll save me. I'm gonna go do it anyway, you know? It's like she quit coffee, so she needs to get her kicks somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and it was just pretty much, you know, starts happy, Lois in trouble, Superman comes in, saves a day, happy ending. Where Batman dealt with a lot heavier things. Like another episode I remember was uh, one where just a normal street punk uh, believed he got lucky and killed Batman. Joker got news of this, and he goes, oh, you know, no way. I've tried to kill the bat forever and haven't been able to do it. There's no way this guy did it. So they go downtown to a bank, and they go in, and uh, he just smashes a case and sets the alarm off and just stands there waiting, (laughs) staring at the front door. And Harley's all bouncing around going, what are, you, what are you waiting on, boss? You know, we can get all the stuff and get out of here. And she grabs a bunch of jewelry and just grabs her by the wrist. And you know how serious Mark Hamill can get with that yeah, character? Yeah. Put it down, you know. We're not taking a thing. And he, it, at that moment, he's getting worried because Batman's not coming. <laughs> and you can see in his face, he's, uh, you know, distraught. So the rest of the episode, he uh, is trying to find that guy who robbed him the thrill of taking Batman. And ultimately, in the end, he was alive. Oh, Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh whoa. But yeah, You don't get that kind of uh emotion out of Superman. No. Anyway. Phil, Tim, talk to us here. What are some of your yep. favorites.
3: Oh, uh, I, I would have to say looking back on it, it's harder to watch, but at the time the X Men uh TV, the animated TV show <laughs> yeah. was just amazing. I'm with you there. Yeah.
2: I, I can agree with you. Um When we first started doing this show, when we talked about it, I went back to watch it, and my God, it was hard. Mm, It's like a a bad bad soap
4: opera a lot with Wolverine and rough.
2: Not only that, but even the animation. But um, I don't know, when X-Men Apocalypse Apocalypse came out, I was all about it. I know it didn't do too great, but I loved it, and it made me get back into the X-Men, and I was able to stomach the cartoon after
4: that. (laughs) I want to go and finish the cartoon, because when it was on Saturday mornings, I remember when Apocalypse was the big, big deal villain on stuff, and I never did get to see that if they that they beat him in the cartoon because I think like the rotation ended up switching up. Got a feeling they did. Oh well, yeah, I'm but sure. if you get on YouTube, um, actually the whole
2: animated series story arc with Apocalypse is there. Those are really watch them. Mm-hmm. I watched I
3: it. Am eternal. <laughs> so I got to tell you guys about this. I don't know if you watched there's a, another X-Men show that came later. It was called Wolverine in the X-Men. It's yes! probably Yes. Okay, so this kills me. Maybe you guys already know the deal, with it, but the, I discovered it on Netflix. I was like, "Oh, this is this oh, I'm going to give it a try." I watched it. I loved it. And I was into I think it's something like 20 episodes. Maybe it's I don't remember. But the the point is it ends on this cliffhanger of like teasing the Age of Apocalypse storyline. And then and they canceled the show, and it never came back (laughs) for season two. That was an awesome series. I don't remember that
2: tease at the end of it because I mean the entirety of the series really was uh, encapsulating days of future past. past. Yeah. Uh, A little different than everyone knows it I think but um, yeah in the beginning Of the series there's a few stinker episodes You have to stomach through Mm -hmm. Before you start (laughs) getting to the girth Of the story then it just takes off and it's So so good I've never seen That I feel like
0: that go back and rewatch
3: Rewatch the last episode Because at the very end it shows like They you know because it's all about the timeline Like you were saying and uh, they they do achieve some success But then it teases this little tag at the end Like where there's a pyramid and apocalypse Is there and Cyclops works for him With like long hair And <laughs> it, a totally alternate universe and I was so excited to watch that, and I had to start googling and everything. And I'm like, okay, where is? When does it come out? Maybe it's just that new. And I that was so heartbroken to find out that it was canceled like years before I ever had ever watched it. You know, but that is yeah. a shame. Ah. it really is. It's just a, it's just a horrible tease that you just take
2: <laughs> to the grave with you. <laughs> it's horrible. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, another show, uh, Spider-Man. Oh yeah, can't well, deny yeah. that one oh, yeah. right yeah. there. Um, Remember the toys that came out. Yeah, oh, I'm still buying awesome them. I, I bought stuff. one just a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I see a Wilson Fisk from behind you. Yep, from that from series, yeah. 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 Sure was. I loved that series. It was so true to the comics, and um, the animation was along the lines of X-Men, very choppy. Like yeah. The frames yeah. per second were so, like, so Single low. Single digits. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's <was> pretty rough. <laughs>
2: they, they really were, but uh, still a great uh, series. I loved the last season, because it's like Madame Wedd puts him like everything that she's been training him for comes to the last season where he puts together this team of you know Iron Man, Captain America, I don't even remember who else, like the whole Marvel crew is there though and uh he leads them through the whole season through this big
4: battle and to victory it's awesome. So I think high school ruined that series for me cuz I ended up going out and doing other stuff instead of watching. <laughs> even though I think I still I think I had the whole season though. Hanging
2: out with the local team and kissing girls. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember uh, being obsessed with Venom. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Venomer, <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: We are Venom. however... God,
0: that was the best. <laughs> I was just insufferable to anyone I was within 20 feet of when I was watching that show.
2: They did Carnage well, too. Oh, I thought. Man, yeah. It was terrifying. Cletus Cassidy, was, man. And on paper, on screen, no matter what medium yeah. he's in front of, it was terrifying as <laughs> shit.
0: And, like, one of the most overtly dangerous figures in that whole <laughs> setting. You know, he's just. How many times does he kick Spider Man's ass? Does he kick Venom's ass? He's just hard to deal with, you know?
2: Yeah. Gets out some sticky situations out when I tell you. Right. Ah. <laughs> oh,
0: I get it. I get it. get it. I'm a little late to the party, but I get it. I
4: was late too. I didn't even so mean for I that to be a joke. Ready for but these after I saw you guys' eyes light up, I was like, yeah, yeah I meant to do that. Quality. Switching, switching over from uh, Marvel. I, I was watching cartoons this weekend and DuckTales. Jumping,
1: no. right
4: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, oh, was, uh, representing uh, right here, oh, gee, yeah, wearing the shirt on your shirt. Uh, but uh, I was watching a uh, Teen Titans this weekend. That used to be a good show. Oh, that show's hilarious. The new one or the old? Yeah, the new one. You really? Yeah, I was dying. Like the story will help you find out why. Okay, all right. Hit me. Like the it, it looks so kitty but then there's a lot of adult humor that you catch up on. Okay. But uh, like they were, they ended up making a whole bunch of money and. What Beast Boy, Robin, and uh, Cyclops were all excited, and they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? We can go buy anything." And they're like, "Well, what would Uncle, you know, Uncle Scrooge do?" So it goes into this <laughs> huge montage of them swimming in a big vault full of money, oh. and the music playing is the theme song. But they're like, "We're rich, ooh, <laughs> swimming around and stuff," and then like it, it cut out of that and just went on to the cartoon. And then all of a sudden, Beast Boy rolls up in a ra- Robin rolls up in a race car. He's like, race cars. Beast Boy's on a laser. And then uh, Cyclops comes over and he's like, aeroplanes. From the theme song, you know. Oh,
2: race cars. Race cars. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching it and they did that. And I about to spit my cereal out everywhere. That's, that's awesome. That's a wild reference. And Misty's brilliant. like, what, so, what was that? I was like, it's the theme song to DuckTales. She was like, oh my God. Don't you know anything? Go. That's They're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was perfect. cracking up, though. Gotta love Ducktales. Oh, yeah. You guys remember Tailspin?
0: Oh hell oh, yeah. yeah!
2: Do I yeah. remember Tailspin? Get the fuck oh, out yeah. of here! <laughs> yes, <sir>. Whoa!
0: <laughs> Didn't realize I hit a nerve. <laughs> I remember the villain in Tailspin being probably one of my favorites in any like show of that type. You know, the Dan car
1: nine. That's yeah,
0: right. yeah car that's years. right. And, and and all of this. That's that's right. I can't remember if it was. Uh, it wasn't Wells. It's some classical story about this this sky pirate and his heavier-than-aircraft. He's got some f- sky mm, fortress, yeah. like Carnage's. Yeah. And it's it seems to me like a reference, that name, the accent, him being who he is. I thought that was such a neat touch for, like, a kid. Who's going to get that? Yeah. I didn't get Ooh. it until I was 22. You know? <laughs>
2: that was a Jim Cummings character, right? Don Carnage was, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I thought he I was. I would be
0: surprised. And, you know, the thing that always drove me insane is that he has got this airborne doom fortress that is bristling with guns and bombs and fighter craft. He's, he's got it all. This dude, to me, looks like he has already won, and yet his <laughs> plans are thwarted in every episode. Why a he bumbling, leveled? obese bear. Yeah, I mean, he could be king of the world with the resources at his disposal, but I, I don't know what's wrong on his end.
3: <laughs> okay, I got one for you guys. Let's hear did, it. Did any of you guys watch Gargoyles? Oh, my
2: oh God. Oh, my God. I have that written on the list right here to mention. Yes. yes. I've
4: never
3: watched
2: Talk
4: it. Talk about Are it. Are you oh, serious? I I don't know if there was something else on, on another channel, but I never did get into it. And I, everyone I has it. always talked about how good it was. Dude, it holds up, too. Yeah. yeah. I watched some yeah. recently. It's, it's awesome. awesome.
5: Did you ever watch that, Tim? Never seen it. No. no oh. oh, do yourself a favor. It's no. good.
3: Yeah, I loves it. One thing. It has was... lots of Shakespearean references yeah. going on. Lots of. I mean, wow. it seems unassuming at first. You're like, oh, these are dudes that are gargoyles and they come to life at night, and you think yeah. that's it, but like, they have these long, you know, mini-episode storylines. Lots mm-hmm. of mystic stuff going on. It was. I loved it. Really cool concepts.
2: And we we've been sitting here picking apart the animation of each show we mentioned. This is quite the opposite. The the animation of gargoyles was yeah. awesome. I mean, it was, it was almost like clean, movie quality dude. at the time. Yeah. You remember the uh, the uh, animation out of like Treasure Island and stuff? Mm, right. Like right. a million frames per second kind <laughs> yeah. of 2D animation. It's, like it's it, practically <laughs>
0: rotoscoped it's so Yeah,
2: it, that's the kind of animation it was. And uh, watching it just about a month ago, I got the series and I was watching it and thinking, man, they must have put some money into this.
4: Wasn't that so cool. through Disney also? Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, That's what I, th- I thought because it kind of was I'm pretty sure. gummy bear esque, I guess, kind of. <laughs> I can see yeah, the yeah, same the medieval it was on kind of the theme. theme. Yeah.
0: I remember my uh, my super religious cousins weren't allowed to watch it.
2: Their parents are like these
0: are devils in the form of they're not helping people. They're agents of
2: Take that, Josiah and Ezekiel. <laughs> right, and
0: like as a kid, I would always say like they're fighting crime and helping out. Yeah, yeah like their boss is kind of a dick, but
2: they're still good guys. They're but, demonic entities. <laughs> right. Do you even know what a
4: gargoyle is? Do you? Like, uh, <laughs> There's statues on the building downtown. That's all.
3: <laughs> right. Oh, what a yeah. Big show. Yeah, they're basically boss. demons. I suppose. Yeah, I
5: mean,
0: it's, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> hard to argue they've got the demon aesthetic going. I,
2: <laughs> I remember um, my mother tried to keep a very uh, a Christian household, you know, growing up, and... We when the Power Rangers hit the scene, she was all right. She'd roll with the Power Rangers, but once Lord Zed came onto the scene, buddy, mm. you guys aren't watching that anymore. You can see his brain. My mom doesn't really sound like that by mm. the way. She sounds that's good. Much sweeter <laughs> than that actually. Me. No <laughs> I told you not to put on these devil tones <laughs> But it's funny, just just the mere fact that the Lord was in there. They're like there's only one Lord, you know. Oh geez. <laughs> it's weird how some people latch on to a detail like that and it's yeah. it's all they need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note I'm not making fun of your mother or anything <laughs> Fuck you Oh, okay, alright <laughs> Oh, and on that note, let's just end this little segment right here That was fun, I yeah, love that topic yeah, was, I'm gonna go home and animation. watch Gargoyles I think I'm gonna do that tonight yeah. I watched the first episode and again It was just knocked off my feet Again, at how so clean cute. and crisp it looked And not yeah. to mention, like they're saying, the story I mean, it's yeah. it's good You know, it's not just a half hour commercial <laughs>
3: Right. I remember it being good as a, a young, very young person, so I should go rewatch it myself and make sure it is actually as good as I remember it. All I told. You're not going to have an X-Men
2: experience with this one. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's good, I promise. All right. Well, with that behind us, let's just dive right into the comic dump bin. Who would like to go first this week, Jack or Jake? Mine's pretty quick, so I'll I'll knock it out fast.
0: Let's go quick, (laughs) Jake. Not my favorite nickname. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, today I was looking at some of the free stuff on Comixology. I was going to talk about Superman Red Sun today, mm-hmm. but like I didn't get through enough of it that I felt like I could, like, I'd just be giving Cliff notes like, get this, he's Superman, but he's Russian. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be worth <laughs> what, what, talking what? about. I know, record <laughs> scratch. But no, I was looking at the Comixology free stuff. I wanted to find something interesting, and this title caught my eye Foobar. And we all know it's, like, one of the best acronyms of all time.
2: Why does that sound so freaking familiar? Have we?
4: Oh, uh, I. About it before? No, uh. I drew a blank. Uh, what's her name? Jenny Wood. She's done stories in the Fubar because it's all based off zombies and history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Yep. Holy cow, you read that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I read the. Uh, the
0: this one was called Mother Russia, it took place in Stalingrad, you know, during World War II. Uh, nazis are essentially on the back foot soviet forces starting to push them and then it seems like over the course of just a couple hours bam zombies like it happens just about all at once everybody gets up starts fighting and there's this line like the guns go quiet the moaning begins you know which was really cool that's cool yeah and um it it follows this uh this this russian sniper she's got a name that is Russian that eludes me right now because they're all L's and V's and I could (laughs) configure those in any way and I'd still be wrong and uh, she's some like expert sharpshooter One of these, you know, hero of the Union sort of figures. And she was like a a ballerina before the war, or before the war got to her, you know, hometown. And and she said, I I was given the choice, you know, dance for the troops or fight for my country. And it's like, yeah, she's going to fight, right? And she's, the comic zooms in on her and she's just taken out, like, zombie officers. She's still got that instinct to pop the officers, even though they're all (laughs) zombies at this point. And she sees this child in the middle of this mass of zombies, just oblivious, just playing with its doll. And she's like, no, no, what is this? What is happening? And so she starts trying to pick off the zombies, closing in on this kid, runs out of ammo for her rifle, repels down this bell tower she was in, her little sniper nest, firing a submachine gun. She does it, (laughs) taking out more zombies, gets down there, out of submachine gun ammo, starts taking them out with a pistol, grabs the kid, runs. She's surrounded. This German shepherd comes in, starts tearing zombies apart. And you see this, like, battered, like, SS officer in a cloak come out and call the dog back. He's like, in yeah, here, hurry, you know. <laughs> she gets in there, and they're about to fight. He's like, you're a fascist. Like, you're a communist. And they're not cool with each other, but but they form a plan. Like, like look. I've got food in my tower, but no guns. He's like, I have guns in my bunker, but no food. You know, so they, kind of, <laughs> they decide at dawn they're going to attack the Horde head on and, and get to her bell tower and hole up for supplies. But uh, it was really cool. The art style was interesting. This is going to sound like a little negative, but I'm not trying to spin it that way. It's got kind of an unfinished feel to it. And what I mean is it's it's very kind of sketchy. It's not very... Um, the The details are a little sparse, but it works. I don't know. It's it's eye-catching in the right ways. Like you you might have a a figure in the back firing his gun with essentially no face. But from the outline it's clear. There are a lot of touches like that where the detail tends to get clustered around focal points. Hmm. I think they did a good job with minimalist isn't the word. But not Driving a, the eye toward yeah, the focal Yeah, point. and especially right. with something like Zombies, where everything's so close quarters and you get lots of details crammed together, they did a good job of not letting things get murky. So I thought the art
2: style was was pretty great as well. Awesome. Yeah. Pointing out what's important. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to read that. It's I've always cool. wanted to. She suggested another book when she was on the show last time. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Maybe just Killer Queen, but it was uh, Ooh, a bunch a of different title. artists take... Uh, titles to Queen songs. Oh, and
0: yeah, I remember you mentioned that.
2: Make a comic short on it. Just yeah. interpret it any way they want to. That is a great so, concept. Yeah.
4: There's another one that she was talking about. It was like called 27 or something like that about a lot of the, the artists that died at the age 27 or oh, something like that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah.
2: Like uh, Janice Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jake Runyon. <laughs> you're, you're dead? I've seen a vision <laughs>
0: of great wealth.
2: Silence. All right. FUBAR, Very cool. Yeah, very nice. cool. Alright,
4: uh, who would like to go next? I'll go next. Go. So reading these other Tick comics that I've had, this one is way more zany and out there than any of the other ones. This is, I think, it's almost like the Tick version of Spider-Verse. Wow, an extreme amount of zany coming from the Tick. Yes. Yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> get That's it. That's zany. It's, there is so much to it, I... I read through it once. I've got to read it a couple more times to really catch everything in there. <laughs> For the subtle, nuance. Yeah. story element. So <laughs> like it starts out, Arthur's sleeping in bed, and he hears a bunch of bangs and clangs and stuff, and he's like, what the heck? We just went to bed. You know, it's three. It's 5 a.m. We went to bed at 3. Gets up, and ticks. has got this like, army duffel bag with uh, like patches on it that say... Uh, God damn it, was it? I'm drawing blanks out here. It said that? Grub, right. grub. <laughs> and he's sitting there emptying the fridge, and the, Arthur's just like, Tick, what are you doing? Why are you taking all the food? And he's just like, oh, you're actually asleep. This is a dream. Weird stuff happens in dreams. I'm leaving. <laughs> and he leaves, and Arthur ends up following him, and Tick's at this like uh, storage place, and he's getting ready to open the door, and Arthur comes flying, and he's like, well, Arthur, you can fly. He's like, I told you this is a dream. He's like, I could tr- fly all the time, Tick. He's like, what are you doing? You got cats in there or something? I open up the door and there's just like a hundred ticks in there. And he's just like, yeah, they've just been popping up out of nowhere. And they look all totally different. And then uh, all of a sudden there's a big boom. And uh, one of his villains, Thrakazog, I think he's from like uh, Dimension 24B or something like that.
0: Not 24A, mind you.
4: I don't (laughs) remember. I can't remember exactly which which apartment number it was or Dimension. But he's usually just like maybe like 8 foot tall But this time he's like 20 stories tall And uh, the ticks are like Look there's a, a villain at 12 o'clock And they all start cheering and running for him And falling and bumbling all over each other And at the same time Thrakazog's Look he's like what is going on here This is like you know This shouldn't be happening because this is going to like tear a, uh, Put a big tear in the Space time continuum with all these ticks And together he's like I'm out of here And dips out and then all the ticks are like Hey Arthur you beat him yeah good job and then it finishes off with that story, and that's pretty much where that ends. There's about five other stories in there. One of them is like a, a Tick Noir. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, <a> name <laughs> of my new band, by the way. <laughs> he, he's sitting there at his desk with his feet on his uh, table, and one of the other villains, uh, Pineapple Pokebo, comes in, and he's got problems that's going on, and all of a sudden, Tick just gets sucked out of existence. And then he comes into the real world, and the rest of that story, he's... Getting picked on by all the other ticks because he's walking around just like talking with his inner monologue, and everyone's calling him on it. And they're like, you know, everyone can hear you. You're not, you're not thinking this, <laughs> but it goes. Yeah, it's. There's a couple other stories I didn't get through those ones as well. I got those ones. I really have to read. Wow, but it was definitely a weird, a weird story that came out.
2: <laughs> a catamari of content, I'd say right
4: there. Wow, yeah. there was one. The villain in the very last story, his name was... Let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, His name was Carl.
0: Have you ever heard something so weird?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll just screw it on there. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Fix it in post. And was crudely (laughs) added. And the villain's name
0: was (laughs) Insert Name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was The Tick. Free comic book day offering from 2016. Very cool. All right. Phil, would you like to go next?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, this will basically be Tim and I's uh, uh, comic for the today's episode because actually I like this comic so much that I bought extra copies and made sure to give it to Tim because Tim doesn't read comics really like I do. But uh, the Grant Morrison, when he was doing Multiversity, I uh, heard so many great things about this Pax Americana that I made sure to go get multiple copies to give them to other people. Um, so this isn't new. I mean, this came out in uh, the beginning of 2015, I think, because you know now we have all the new, the D, uh, DCs basically rebooted again. And right. I mean, but uh, I, I just really enjoyed this comic. It, it just spoke to me on this visceral level. Like the the artwork, the panels are so uh, well structured, and I I just. To me, to see an an issue that has so many panels and done so well is is somewhat rare. I mean, you don't. It's hard for uh, comics to pull off these kind of overcrowded pages. Where I mean, literally, there's a page I think it, close to the middle of this book where there's like thousands of panels. Like the artist like keeps drawing smaller and smaller and smaller panels. Wow. So, and it, and it's this meta thing. Like the the book is. I mean, it's hard to to tell you the plot on this episode because if you haven't read it, I'd much rather you go and get the kind of the the first time feeling that it gives you when you read it for the first time. You get this kind of like twist shock effect, you know, from the way it plays out. Um, but, you know, uh, for me, one of the things that really gets me as well is that it is kind of this alternate universe, that multiversity thing that was going on uh, anytime there's an alternate universe, I get really stoked for good and bad reasons. I mean, there's plenty of bad uh, alternate universe stories out there, but oh yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like those kind of things. I'm kind of a sucker for them. So as soon as the multiversity was going on, up my interest was peaked. And this, I feel like this was one of the issues that was just very successful. It was one of the one offs that, you know, I don't think there was any follow up to this story. But it's it's kind of this alternate version of the Watchmen. And uh, it's a very mm. similar story the way it plays out. But it's also got this kind of reverse storytelling thing going on where it's like, what were we talking about, Tim? That What did, is there some movie? Oh, kind of
5: like the memento, you know, kind yeah. of thing where oh, it's all yeah. in reverse almost.
3: Yeah, kind of the frames oh, and the scenes okay. kind of play out in reverse as you read it. It's like, okay, well, this happened. And then now back so many months or a year. And it, yeah, it has this very sidestepping, uh, uh, what's, uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, Pulp Fiction <laughs> Storytelling style going on but I get behind that.
2: Yeah for sure
3: But yeah if you guys if you like Watchmen if you like Grant Morrison if you Like alternate um, Universe stories I think this is One that pays off on all those levels it's It's just uh very exciting Visually it has a lot of elements that You know the visual Storytelling is just as strong as the actual If you imagine it is Just the script and the dialogue it's done in a way that some panels actually kind of mirror what the characters are talking about like it's everything's positioned in a way that uh the reader is definitely a participant in the story i guess that's really cool and what was that called again um it's pax americana it's one of the multiversity stories that grant morrison did uh, I'm pretty sure it's a one-off Like I don't think that there was any more Stories about these characters I mean some of which are very familiar Like uh, most of the Watchmen's characters Are in there, I think Blue Beetle's in there So it is, you wow. know, pulling on the DC lore, but uh, Just a totally its own thing, totally different
5: Yeah, Honestly. and I, I, I Do feel it's like, it's rather dense You know, yeah. I mean, you you're talking about the amount Of panels, but not only, I mean, every panel Almost has the dialogue as well So you're, you're getting, you know, it's it's very dense, it seems. It as is. far as like, the, the amount of information that you're getting with each page, it seems to be peaking the limit. As far as you know, what you can fit on one page of a comic right. book, I think they're like, uh, got maxed out. You know? Yeah. It you, takes right.
2: a, when you say that, are you saying it's too much or it's, is it fulfilling? <sighs>
5: I don't think, I think it is fulfilling because I think each even panel is intricate enough. There's like, there's still action going on between them and there's, it's, it's intricate enough the way each page is laid out, which is also interesting. It's like each page, you know, obviously kind of laid out a little bit differently and you get these different action sequences that sometimes occur across both pages and, you know, that's a, it's a good way that they've got it laid out. Many, like, double, like, uh, I guess, open... Yeah, the double page, sequ- Yeah, double full page spread. Sequences. They
3: do one where it's uh, basically, it's many panels spread out across two pages, but it's basically one scene. And in each different panel, you're actually seeing a different time of the day uh, so it's basically like these little chunks of time over one space that is this all the same room. Everything is in the same position. If you look at it as a whole image, it would look like you're looking at this room. But they cut it out so that, well, if you look at this one, you're looking at the morning time, and that's where this person entered. But if you're looking at that one, it's the end of the day, and that's where this person was murdered. And it's it's just some
4: brilliant stuff going on. I've always liked when they've done that with panels where it's like, the whole scene, but it's cut into panels so there's something going on in each right, one of right. Cool effect.
2: That's awesome. We're gonna have to look that up. Yeah, that sounds absolutely. awesome. Put that on the short list. You know, and I've I've been in that opposite uh, situation where I, I've picked up a book that it looks girthy. It looks like it's going to be a healthy read. Something I'll have to work on. You get it at home, and there's hardly any words <laughs> or anything. And yeah. you like, oh God, what did I uh, buy? You know, explosions. <laughs> done with it in five <laughs> minutes. Alright, very cool So, uh, my book this week is a book I picked up at, uh, this past weekend At the Wizard World Columbus Comic Con Which we have a bunch of coverage Well, okay. the uh, episode, uh, the podcast episode that we covered is already out And then there's a lot of videos on our YouTube channel You can check out of our coverage there too That should be out by now Plug, 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 plug yep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But anyway, uh, anyone knows that I'm a huge A-Team fan and one thing I found at the convention was an A-team comic book. By God, I didn't know they even really existed, but there is one, and it was done by Marvel, if you can believe that no or good. not. I had
0: no idea. You can that. tell because so, yeah, it's probably. got the terrifying disembodied faces
2: in the top left corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that smiling face of Hannibal with the cigar <laughs> is the exact same face they put on his body throughout the uh, entirety of the book. He never really changes that. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but this was uh, done in 84. Four, I believe And uh, John Romita's in there Actually his credit's in there too If you can believe that or not Anyway I didn't expect a lot of this book And it's uh, probably a good thing I didn't uh, It starts with the A-team out in the desert Waiting on a, a job Waiting on their client to show up And B.A.'s whining and complaining Why are we out here Hannibal Why ain't getting all playing Hannibal You know how he always does Well finally their client shows up And it's a, it's a movie star Like a, a Clint Eastwood type uh, I don't remember his name Uh, Let me see, Cowboys star Wild Jack Monroe. Oh. Yeah, so the reason he's hired the A-Team is because he wants them to steal a spy jet that's nicer than the one he currently has. (laughs) Now, I know there's many questions in the air, and don't expect those questions to get answered. I do not. (laughs) But... Uh, without asking any questions, the A-team accepts. Yeah, we'll steer your jet for you. We don't care who it's being stolen from or why you need it. Did BA (laughs) whine about flying in a jet? Uh, Yes, again, he did (laughs) He did whine about it. And uh, then they're in a boat, and he's whining about being in a boat. (laughs) And Murdoch pretty much says, shut the hell up. We can't fly, so this is what we're (laughs) driven to. Shut up, you know? Anyway, they uh, get to this military base, and... uh, I'll touch that later They get to this military base They steal uniforms They all get in disguise And work their way in And work their way To this jet And um, Steal it You know They knock out B.A. obviously To get him in there And uh, Like always Yeah (laughs) I'm gonna kill you fool But uh, Anyway They knock him out They get him in the thing And they take off And while you see Face say Let's get this thing Back to Whatever the hell is. What was his name Uh, Wild Jack Monroe Or whatever and uh they hit a button, they all eject and parachute, and the thing blows up and you're like <laughs> what wait why, why did they do that and it's Hannibal uh at the end of the magazine saying something about, well, don't you think it's weird that a Hollywood actor wants, uh, you know, wants this jet and it shows this cowboy all pissed off that and <laughs> and he didn't get his jet. I It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen, <laughs> really. But just the simple fact that it's got my boys on the cover and it says A-Team is good That's enough all you need.
4: for me. It's a beautiful cover. I'll give it at least that. It doesn't so. have to do with any like a dirty... Like he was actually a Soviet spy that was a... Well, that would have made sense. Hollywood stars. You
2: know, put one more page in here, <laughs> add that detail, and then end it with, because they certainly didn't hear, end it with, I love it when a plan comes together.
4: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Why the hell didn't they do that, you know? We planned on the A-team stealing this plane and then it blowing up. and but So they bastardized, raped my boys there,
2: but... Um, <laughs> They still look good on that cover. Boo, Marvel, boo. (laughs) So there you have it, A-team. All right, (laughs) moving forward from here. So with that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Phil Buck and Tim Santos and talk about those shadow people. Thanks again for being with us, guys.
3: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us.
2: This was an exciting project to stumble onto. Uh, Not to say it's the first time we've seen music Put with comics, but this is probably the cleanest time I think I we've think seen the, uh, to yeah. Say, yeah. the best uh, portrayed, uh, I guess, version of it.
0: Um, yeah, the level of quality on either end is definitely
2: <laughs> yes, yes. One complements the other very well, and it's a it's a web comic that you guys are putting out.
3: Uh, looks like weekly, correct? Yeah, and once a week we put out some content on the web comic.
2: But what I love is that each page has a play button. You have a soundtrack, background music for that page. That's freaking incredible. I mean, it's um, adding that music to it just add pulls you into the story so much. It's like when you're watching television, imagine watching what you're watching without the music and just the sound effects, you know, it pulls from it. So what you're pulling, Does this make sense? Am I just... No, no, I know what you mean. And
0: and it totally works because you can be be reading the ad section of the newspaper and a great Mm -hmm. song comes on. It's the most exciting read of your life. You know, it's just literature is so much improved by having the right music to support it, especially images, something like comics. Life in general. Life in
2: general. I mean, you hear songs on the radio that... You know, you are fond of some of which just because they're a good song, but most of which because they remind you of something or a scene in a movie or you heard it at a party, something like that. But anyway, bravo to both of you. And um, can you guys just explain to our listeners what the hell we're all talking about?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Tim and I, uh, back in 2011, maybe 2010, we started working on some music and uh to kind of sum it up for the listeners eventually we got to the point where we didn't know what to do with this music because uh, we weren't really a band per se we were making music together but there wasn't anybody to play it we thought well what if we do something extra to kind of supplement the music and give it a presence uh so it can live on its own and that was a comic book that like somewhere out of a pipe dream or we pulled it out of our butt or something we're like yes let's Let's make a comic book for this music.
5: <laughs> it kind of—I think it kind of came from the name, and 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 it was like a side project, really, because it, it was kind of the music that we were producing at the time that didn't fit with our live band. You know, yeah. we had a, we had a live band, and it was it was like a dancey electronic, but also with fuse. You know, always with the the live instrumentation. You know, we'd always have to have the the real instruments represented. But, you know, we were blending in some, you know, samples and electronics at the time. We were just trying to push the limits of what we had available to us. And these were songs that were kind of didn't fit the mold of that band. And then so it was kind of a side project at first. And then I think we, we just kind of called it like those shadow people project. And we were trying to get we eventually came up with the idea to try to get people to collaborate with us which was a huge part of it, which was that we were trying to then send send the tracks out, trying to get people uh, from, from the different connections that we had back in Nashville and, uh, you know, out in, uh, of the West Coast and trying to get some people to collaborate with us. So it became one of those kind of, you know, uh, back Theory. and forth, ethereal internet—you know, one of those internet, you know, sensation things that you can only do in the in the modern age, I guess. Yeah. So uh, it was exciting in that way that we were collaborating with people from all over uh, the the country, really. And right. and then we kind of the, the comic book did kind of come out of of the music that we were producing, really. Yeah, the
3: comic book was like the way we represented everybody. Because we couldn't be together, like, because we were all spread across the U.S. We were trying to represent ourselves uh, as characters, which uh, I'll take guilt or credit as like originally (laughs) wanting to uh, basically just do what the gorillas did. I mean, I didn't want to, like, copy them because our music and our story, everything is very different from them. But it was just like, oh, yeah, there's these characters. They play music. Right. This is a great, let's do that. And everybody immediately, like the entire group, I have good friends. I'm going to go ahead and say that, including Tim. Everybody just was like, no, 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 no. You cannot do that. And I was like, okay, fair enough. And took a step back and, like, took these characters that were based upon real people, are are the musicians, at least in the group, and, uh, you know, and, and put them into their own story, separate from the people that they represent. Like the comic book kind of. Uh, came to life on its own I guess If you will That's really awesome It's a so, wild
0: evolution of concepts and ideas mm-hmm. it's, it's weird all the paths you have to take To arrive at a conclusion like that <laughs> you know? Sounds like a fair bit of trial and error And bouncing ideas back and forth
3: Oh yeah, and it still is I mean, we, we don't know what we're doing, to be completely honest Well, you're but doing it well, whatever it is <laughs> Yeah, we're enjoying every step of it So that's the reason I think it works, if nothing else
2: <laughs> That's one thing I was going to ask uh, was the creative process here But it sounds like you already answered that So the music came first and you were just looking to embellish the music
5: Yes and no? I mean, Tim, you... Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I guess yes and no. We were looking for, like, a narrative to that in some ways. You know, we had these concepts. We had these ideas that Phil and I had talked about. I mean, we kind of came up with the, I think, the world and the universe kind of through conversations that we had had. And we just thought, like, well, what if we just keep going with that? You know, and, and, and he was able to find people. You know, Phil is a very amazing person he can he can collaborate with these people from from all over he just finds these talents um and, and it's improved throughout you know he's he's taken it up a complete huge notch i mean from what we were working with a local guy before who was who was a you know who was excellent he did work for us and and but the level of work that's coming out now is i think another, uh, different story. And, and, you know, we've been able to collaborate with people from all over the world now, yeah. uh, and that, that Phil has found and that we've found through all kind. Of, I don't know how, but it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> I
3: have to give Facebook shit. Yeah, I mean, right? it's all Facebook yeah. basically. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a
2: good
5: community to
2: be a part of. Um, I mean, ever since we've been, you know, we've weaseled our way into this comic <laughs> community yeah. somehow, um, everybody's been, so accepting, supportive, and yeah. just uh, just there. I mean, you know, it could be a complete stranger, and they'll they'll offer your shirt off their back. It's awesome. Yeah, everyone yeah, knows been, each other. They're all close. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's been one of my favorite uh, pieces of this project. Is that I was heavily involved with the music industry. I mean, half my life and comics. Uh, the industry of comics and the indie comic industry really was such a new world to me. And I really enjoy it. I mean, the most rewarding thing at the end of the day, when I'm done working on making a comic for this music, it can be really frustrating sometimes. But when I just sit down and I'm done and I think about what I've gotten out of it, there's so many relationships, just like you say. It's like community is so supportive. It's not like music. In music, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of just there can be a lot of negativity. There doesn't have to be because Tim and I know each other from we met uh, playing in different bands in the college town that we went both went to college and you know we, we eventually ended up in bands together so good stuff happens but i just feel like there's a level in the in the indie comic scene where just people are very very supporting of everybody like yeah. the mentality is like we're all going to reach the finish line which exactly. is a little different in music, I mean, because you have, like, <laughs> all kinds of battle of the bands and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, very it's like cool. this, like, zero-sum game
0: kind of attitude, it seems like, with music, <laughs> where it's like, if this guy's succeeding, that's an opening filled by someone else, you know.
2: it's It's really like you're explaining the origin of this podcast, to be quite honest <laughs> with you, and these guys have heard this story a million times, but when I was originally thinking of this podcast, its original intent was to be a music podcast. But for that exact huh. reason was that, you know, too many musicians have too big egos and after being introduced to that comic world and seeing how just wonderful everyone is it's, oh man, it was such a great decision <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Moral it's of the story g- is do it, yeah. do the comic thing It's
3: Let's really it. great to be able to interact because some of the, the interactions, the relationships I've built have turned into the reversal of our situation which was we were taking music and we wanted to bring this extra element of comics but now i've gotten to know so many people doing comics that we've actually worked together tim and i have recorded a couple of theme songs for people's um for their comic books like they really? wanted to bring the musical level so you know just having those interactions people uh, wanted a theme song we were some of the first people they would reach out to so uh, there's a couple i'll just shout out real quick to my buddy joseph Freistuhler, uh i over Germaned his last name <laughs> <laughs> but he does a comic called the not so golden age which i i helped him write a little but i mean it's mainly his project but uh, through that relation uh we made a rap song like a theme song for his comic and uh, another guy that i know uh garrett gunn has one called uh Battle for Bedtime. I think the name has actually changed. So maybe our theme song, now that I think about it, it may not be uh, relevant, but we made a theme song for the Battle of Bedtime as well, which I, I thought both of them were great. I just had an idea sitting here listening to him
2: tell that story. You know, the greeting cards that you open and they play a song? Yeah. Oh. There you go. Make a, put a comic <laughs> in one of those, and when you open it, that theme song plays right at the beginning. There you
3: that's that's brilliant. You can have that royalty-free. <laughs> Shut up,
2: Jake. What are you doing? <laughs> we got to capitalize on this. <laughs> Indie comic community, man. Oh, that's good.
3: But I was going to say earlier, when you guys were... Uh, Tim was kind of explaining how this all came out of music. I think at this point for us, it kind of goes both ways. I mean, it did start because we were musicians that wanted to do comics. But uh, for me, it's been this rabbit hole uh, to learn to create comics so, you know you start out with this idea you could relate it to i'm sure anybody if you don't make comics could relate it to that moment where you're like oh yeah i want to do this thing and then you go and do it and you just dive headfirst into so many lessons of uh everything you could imagine you know like uh, how comics are, are made how they're promoted blah 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 anyway i got so into comics that now it has this kind of dual Relationship where the comics uh, re- are often finished before the music, and we sit down with the pages, uh, what we know the story is about, and what it looks like now. And we design lyrics and, and we kind of design the playlist of an EP around those events. So now it's kind of come full circle. That's
5: it's awesome. very true. Yeah, very true. It's, it's bizarre how that has happened, really. Yeah, indeed. Well, that's awesome to hear,
2: man. And I can't wait to see what else is coming down the road from you guys. It looks like you're on your third issue
3: or your third issue just wrapped. Is that right? That's correct. If you're reading along on the webcomic, we just wrapped uh, issue three. And also, I mean, if people are really getting into this, if your listeners discover us and, and really enjoy it, uh, we also try to follow the same formula for like music releases where we'll come out with the full um, EP at this point that we've always put out, just shorter like EPs, not any full albums, but we'll put out an EP and a comic book together, so you can buy both of those as a package. Usually they're around 7 or $8, and you can read the whole issue before it rolls out on the webcomic, but since uh, the date of the release, we keep putting out e- uh, a page from the comic each week. So if you're not familiar with this and you're just trying to jump in, you can go to our webcomic, read a page, and uh, it's all on a schedule, so it kind of keeps doing that together again and again.
2: And the music uh, that's in question today uh, to our listeners is the same music you're hearing in the background right now, and we're going to put uh, an extra track at the end of the episode for you to check out and listen to. Um, one thing when listening to some of the tracks online that was very refreshing to me is it kind of reminded me, reminded me of... Have you guys ever heard the Halo 2 soundtrack at all?
3: Uh, yeah, I think I have, only because... Uh I'm pretty sure when we play D&D, sometimes we will put on, like, a background music station on, like, Pandora or Spotify, and they'll play some Halo music. Nice.
2: Well, I don't know if you guys uh, have heard these four in particular tracks, but there are four tracks, I believe, called Odyssey... Yeah, something. movement, the Move-
0: first, second, third, fourth movement of Odyssey.
2: Yeah, and they're done by Incubus, and... Oh, um, wow. They're freaking incredible, and... That's a, nice. Yeah, a lot of this music you guys are doing reminded me of that and made me get in my iTunes and listen to that, so... um Good job, you're on the right track.
3: Wow, <laughs> I, I have to check that out. I did. I love, uh, especially older Incubus. I love Incubus. I, I definitely need to it's hear that. It's a really that.
0: solid stuff, yeah. Especially for something that just happens in the background of blasting aliens open. They're know?
2: just <laughs> intra- instrumentals, but right. they're very. Um, I don't know. Parts of them are they're, abstract. They're like some really of them evocative. Yeah. Some of them are very like dark side of the moon. Yeah. Really. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Start out with that really classic sounding guitar that's just kind of like wavy and.
2: It's as a
0: weird word to use, but it it's hard right to explain. In
2: it's it's <laughs> instrumental music that has portrayed the most visualization. Visual, oh, my God, I'm getting tongue-tied. It's a perfectly cromulent song. <laughs> <laughs> Vis, visualization.
0: Is that visual- yeah, yeah. visualization. Visualization. Yeah, I'm screwing it up. I'm visualization.
2: Having a, I'm having a stroke here. <laughs> Anyway, great music. You guys sound like them. Is the point I'm trying to get at here? So, do you guys? And I think you already answered this too, but want uh, to ask anyway. Do you guys do this like live at all? Do you have any kind of live show along with this?
5: We're working on it. Uh, that's a future project. Uh, we want to do that for sure. It, it has been a thing. We've we've played in other groups, and and me and Phil have been making music together for a long time. Uh, you know, we're trying to find the right folks uh, at the right time and and make it happen the right way, and that's important, you know. So, right, sure. Uh, it's but you know, right now, it's it's a bit, it is what it is, what you're getting, and uh, it's a studio thing, but we want to bring it live. That's uh, that's certainly not out of the question. It's always that's always in our mind. That'd
2: be very cool. Well, when you do film it, put it up for the people who can't make it out to you're in Denver, right. Yes. yes. Yeah. For the people who can't make it out there, we want to see it too. Yeah. <laughs> so when we that happens, do it.
3: we definitely will because it will be excellently supported by projectionists and everything. I mean, because I want to have the comic books all over the walls and everything. I mean, oh, it's going to be, be cool. a. Th-
0: yeah. That would be neat. Sorry, I know that's not a very um, enlightened comment, but it will be
2: very <laughs> <big>. <laughs> It will be neat. i not really breaking new ground, but I mean it. It's sincere. <laughs> well, again, guys, people can go to thoseshadowpeople.com. Uh, where else
3: is a good place to direct listeners? Um, I would also point people to the uh, record label. We have a label called Nematode Records, and all of our music is there to stream. And if you purchase, uh, a download, uh, all the music comes with the comic book. So com. That's N-M-T-D dot C-O. You can go there for a shorter address if you don't want to figure out how to spell nematode. If you don't have the time. <laughs> I mean, busy. I think it's it. probably pronounced nematode, but I've always said nematode.
5: I've always I said nematode.
0: Doug said
3: nematode, right?
0: Yeah, that cartoon, that's, right? What, that's yeah. what they said in Doug. Yeah. Yeah.
5: That's what they said in Doug. By
0: God, if Doug's wrong, I don't want to
5: be But wrong. wait, so and where's that, where's that webcomic at? Because that's coming out. That, that's that got, I'm like, page new pages. Thoseshadowpeople.com. Those, those yeah, that's our webcomic. So you can get to the webcomic there, too. Indeed.
3: We do have some special stuff planned, if you guys don't mind if I put in a little plug real quick just Please that uh,
2: no I'm sorry uh, you're out of time Phil okay, <laughs> thanks everyone thanks, no, thanks anyway,
3: you're all full.
4: no more <laughs> plugs
3: <laughs> I just wanted to tell people that our webcomic will have some exclusive stuff coming soon we got a little 8 page story planned uh, about uh, our villain Black Candle and that's not going to be printed or anything. It's just going to be on the webcomic starting in like September. So, one we'll piece
2: check of it out. merch I did see you guys have available, or at least had available, was a seven inch vinyl with a 32 page comic included. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's did actually that how we got cool. started. Was, that's badass. Uh, yeah. When, when we, the, I think the reason we wanted to make a comic was because specifically we were making uh, seven inch records as these kind of like starter things for our record label. So, yeah, I think there's three or two left. I mean, we barely have any of those left. So, oh, if you was, want it, go get it right now. <laughs> I was
2: going to say that'd be a perfect item for not only Comic Book Day, Free Comic Book Day, but uh, record, record Store, store day. day. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: double whammy. Two great tastes that, that taste Oh man, he got it in perfect there. Didn't moment. He? <laughs> Every episode. I'm picking and choosing here. I don't want to flood the episode. I understand. I'll get the T-shirt soon. Okay. <laughs> half on the front, half
3: on the back. <laughs>
2: Well, Phil and Tim, I want to thank you both for uh, being on the show. This has been a lot of
3: fun, and uh, I can't wait to hear
2: more and read more.
3: Nice. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Anytime.
4: Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice, and check out some of the videos from our YouTube page. If you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at
2: airPod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And uh, be sure to check out our last few episodes. They were a lot of fun. Uh, one with Tom Snyder, co-creator of uh, uh, Dr. Katz Professional Therapist. My God, what a fun episode yeah, that was. So yeah. Uh, and then quality uh, material. Yeah, exactly. And then just this past week, we released our coverage of the uh, 2016 Wizard World. We put a lot of work Columbus into
0: that, so Show a little appreciation. Yeah, yeah just
2: humorous if anything. <laughs> Come on. <We've> got <laughs> interviews with uh, Nicholas Brendan, Buffy right? the Vampire Slayer, and yeah. Kevin Sorbo.
4: Hercules. Hercules himself. Hercules. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Dude's intimidating. It's actually, in real life. Heracles. <laughs> Hercules is the Romanization. <laughs> 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 Did you say uh, the wind blowing in his hair all the whole time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everywhere Her- he goes, a <laughs> gentle breeze. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That There's not even a fan quantity. in here How's your hair blowing
2: around like that It's perfect <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, am I forgetting anything guys uh, oh, In the videos uh, By now, some if not all of the videos there should be,
4: Yeah, there should be all, more videos on the uh, YouTube page
2: From the convention will be up, so check those out They are looking awesome yeah. And footage of the second gunman on the grassy knoll That was hard to get There you go yeah. Yeah all you uh, people who've been wondering all these years. oh well, We have the answer. Yeah, It's going to cost you. It's been at Canned Air the whole time. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collie. And I'm Jack Doherty. Jake Runyon. I'm Phil.
5: I'm Tim. I'm Tim. I'm Tim. I'm Tim. I'm Tim. I'm Tim.
1: Nice. nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Best yet. Oh, we all
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Good stuff. We were
0: buzzed. Let's drink Daddy's cough syrup. This is where he keeps the good stuff. You don't need drugs to get high, Doc. You just need the Candair podcast.
2: That's good, good advice. Now we know. And no one is half the battle. Just one
4: question: What are you doing outside the window?
2: Ha <laughs> ha! Tell your mama to call me.
1: G I Joe.
5: Henceforth you shall be known as the Vida
1: Rise. That's awesome.
2: What the f- <laughs>
1: if you are able
4: to hear your own voice then you have configured